Welcome to Is There Kale in My Teeth, the podcast. I'm your host, Rifki Rubinowitz, an interior design trained lifestyle and wellness expert, mom to three girls, and editor of Mitchbacha's Family Room magazine. On each podcast episode, you will meet incredible women who have empowering, entertaining, and educational messages to share with me and with you. Stick around. It's wild and it's raw, just the way we like it. My name is Rifki Rubinowitz. I am a lifestyle and wellness blogger um, with an interior design background, a mom of three girls. And for the past two years, I have hosted these um, live Instagram interviews with inspiring women on their market niche. Oh, there she is. There she okay. is. This is my nightly routine. I light my candle. Check oh, same. Where is your candle? What scent? The, is it Ibias? B-I-S? Yeah, I don't, I don't even know. I don't know what order the letters go in. It's like in a same, circle. Same, same, same. <laughs> Cheers. You know what? Um, I'm so excited to have you here. A few people commented it's past my bedtime, and I just sent you this in a voice note. <laughs> like, I'm thriving. Like, I don't know. Maybe this is like the new me. But it's so- I'm happy to be here. <laughs> You go to sleep so early. I'm so jealous. I feel like I'm up so late these days. I just always Are you? find things to do. I mean, not that late, but like 11, 11.30. Is that late? I think that's late, right? I think it's late for us, but right. like my, who, who was it? My sister-in-law, who's like um, 20 and single, was asking me like, what do I consider late? And I was like, I don't know, like 11.30. <laughs> I was like, it's not and that she's late. like, bro, that's not a thing. It's like I'm 2 so... a.m. is late. I'm like, oops. No, uh, okay. Well, in mom world, I feel like it's, is she a mom? No. She's not a mom. Okay. Yeah. I think mom world is different because if you're up at like 6, 6.30, how can you go to sleep at 2 in the freaking morning? He's the best. How old baby. is he now? Thank God. He's nine months. Oh, um, and he's Joe. Yeah, Auntie and Joe used to wake up and like just start screaming until we mm-hmm. come in there. Like he wakes up, he coos, he talks, and we bring him into bed with us, and he just cuddles and like. Oh, that's cute. He's such a blessing, thank God. Okay, I'm so excited to have you on. I'm gonna jump right in because so many of your like the foundations to your niche, um, I connect with I from love it. the motherhood, the meal prep. I just love it all, and I think what you've done is so brilliant because so many of us meal prep, but you've created like a systematic way to make it accessible and creating a program is not the difficulty breaking down a program into steps that anyone can understand is the challenge 100 percent. no it's so true and there's so many different like components that go along with it and i find the biggest challenge is we've grown this thing completely like organically it was all through word of mouth and then friends telling their friends Mm. i've attempted like some facebook instagram ads they don't really work because it's really Really? hard to like share exactly what the system is why it's so great why it's life-changing and and how it's gonna make your life easier but it's hard to explain it all in like a 10 second video like so true people are like oh wait so you deliver the food so it's like blue blue apron and i'm like no (laughs) so it's like it's it's hard to explain but that's why like once people follow me and they see what it's all about and then the website they can learn more Mm. um it's much better than like a 30 second video but yeah oh i couldn't agree more so let's dial it back a step at what point did you realize that you were onto something here and at what point were you like i okay sorry for anybody who's watching and doesn't know, why don't you tell us a little bit about what Prep and Rally is? Sure thing. Um, so Prep and Rally is a family meal prep service. Um, either you're on a monthly plan or an annual plan, you can head to prepandrally.com, P-R-E-P-A-N-D, well, my Instagram handle, dot com. Um, <laughs> um, and you can subscribe either for a monthly or an annual plan. And what it is, is every single Sunday you get a menu uh, really, it's every Wednesday we, we give out the menu. So every Sunday, you are meal prepping what that menu is. So you have between Wednesday and Sunday to shop all your ingredients. Sunday, you are accomplishing a meal plan. We take you through step by step. It's usually like anywhere between seven or eight different individual dishes that you're prepping for the week. It could be a plain roasted broccoli, a plain um, you know, grilled chicken, two different sauces, a quinoa. And then you store all that in the fridge on Sunday. It takes about an hour to two hours to do your meal prep. Wow. Once you learn how to do it and you get the system and you've done it for a while, it could take less than an hour, uh, less than an hour sometimes. Wow. Um, and then Monday through Thursday, we give you very simple instructions on how to just pull those ingredients out that you've already prepped and assemble them into four unique dinners Monday through Thursday. So the whole concept is that we're busy moms. 
Um, you prep on Sunday for like an hour and then all week long dinners are ready for you in like minutes flat. You're saving time, you're saving a ton of money because you're just bulk purchasing yeah. things. You're repurposing leftovers in multiple ways. You're using chicken in two different ways throughout the week. So you're really being super smart and savvy to get through the week with ease. Um, so yeah, and it all started because I was cooking for clients. I was working as a private chef in Manhattan. I did that for about seven years, eight years. Wow. Um, yeah, and I was feeding everyone else amazing food. And like I was coming home, my husband was like, I thought I married a chef. And meanwhile, yeah. I was eating, like cereal and like. I relate to that on a deep level. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> shoemakers, kids have no shoes. Like that's what they always say. It's like, of you course, don't, you can't tend to yourself. Also, it's like when it becomes work, you don't want to do it leisurely. Right, exactly. It's like I, I've been cooking my. It's also like a physically exhausting. Yeah you know line of business so like you're on your feet all day long you're shopping for people you're cooking you're dealing with the clients the back and forth the emails like at the end of the day you don't want to smell food you don't want to look at food right. you don't want to talk about food. <laughs> totally done yeah yeah so you want to be fed man yeah exactly so i'd come home we had like an empty fridge so i was like this can't really go on like we're about to have our first kid and like growing a family yeah. so i was like there has to be a system here to be able to feed my family easily yeah um i could come up with something creative there has to be a solution here so that's kind of why i started implementing a sunday meal plan for ourselves i would just right. like, prep a couple random things on sunday yeah. mm -hmm. and then i just like found myself making creative dinners with those staples already prepped from sunday into quick and easy dinner so like yeah. quinoa from sunday is turning into like a quinoa cheesy bake or something um wow. chicken could be like tacos or maybe i turned it into egg rolls or maybe it's turned into a chicken pot pie so being very creative with what you have it's um, fabulous thank you and then no, i started doing so it for free kind of on my instagram um if anyone here so, remembers back in the day i do um, oh, you do you were there i love it i do and you used oh. to do this sunday lives maybe no uh, yes the prep rallies yeah um, i was like so turned on by like how ingenious it the whole thing was it. and yet so simple do you know what i mean love it i want to bring back the live videos and i just spoke to somebody today actually so stay tuned there may be something happening there oh um, yeah but i really miss it because it's just like that live energy yeah. and like that interaction with people all around the world it was so cool everyone was tuning in from all different places oh you guys were there i love that do you know what do you know what's sad the more i don't want to say successful because everyone defines success in a different way but the busier and more established your business becomes, the less time there is for the luxury, which is connecting with the people who helped you get there and doing things that may not monetize themselves, but are just there for the sake of building that family, building right. that community around Think you. about like a company like Small Batch Cookies. Everything is homemade and yeah. like custom, you know, we hand drop it off at your door. But then like once they become huge, they go in Shark Tank, then it's like, okay, no, they're producing a factory now, the trucks are delivering them. Hundred percent now. So it's I mean, even these lives on like a kind of different but similar scale, I started them two years ago and I've a little bit come to the point in, in my personal business where I should be tapering off and I have to remind myself that the business, like my personal ethos and business, it's not about the monetization, it's right. about the connection. And yep. You know, there are weeks when I'm like, well, if I'm up to here with deadlines, I kind of want to flake on it. And I'm like, yep. no, you started these because you felt like you had something to bring to the table that was more than just wellness and recipes. Follow through on that. 100%. I mean, it's something that I, I keep saying, like, I need to bring it back. Like, I need to start doing more lives because I love it so much. And I've got adrenaline. Yeah. I really miss it. Yeah. Um, and there's so much that, like, I share a lot on stories, but there's so much of my day that you do not see or, like, so many things that I'm like, repurposing leftovers and like a lot of little tidbits of information that once I'm eating it or once it's already done, I'm like, oh, I should have documented that. So like little things that I feel like could be great if they're live, but I don't necessarily have time to story the whole thing. Of course. Um, lives are just fun. It's like the energy. When it got complicated, it was just we moved to LA because I used to go live at 8.30 oh. Eastern time. We moved to LA and the kids, like it was like crunch time. And the time difference was like just super hard. This, so I find the three hour time difference, like I've come to let's say LA for vacation and visiting friends or whatever. But it's it's a real killer because it's not long enough that you're like, let's say when you go to Israel or when you go to Thailand or something, and there's that 12 hour gap, you're just living a different life in the opposite. Yeah, this right. is like, Oh, I'm, I'm just tired. Like, it's, it's not aligned. It's so crazy. I know it's such a weird thing. And it's so hard to figure out time. So I like, call friends and family and like, yeah, oh, my kids to FaceTime with other kids. They're like in school, so they can't see them ever. It's like a really crazy time difference. And when you travel it, it's like you're exhausted. It's like exhausted. Hard to catch up. 
do you I find that a lot of your followers are West Coast or East Coast? Majority is East Coast, I would yeah. say for sure. Yeah. Um, but when it got really complicated, it was like, I kept asking, like, once I moved to LA, I was like, okay, what is the best time for everyone to prep? Because it wasn't just watching the live. It was actually doing the meal yeah, prep prepping with you for a lot of people. So some people that were in Mexico, the people in the UK, the people in Israel doing it. And it was like, I was kind of just like torn. I was like, when am I supposed to do this? I could accommodate everyone. I didn't really know what to do. So I started pre-recording them and putting them on my YouTube channel. So we mm. still have a bunch on there. Um, but then I just realized it's like a lot of effort. It didn't seem like enough people were utilizing them. Like yeah. they would do it for like the first meal prep or two that they're doing just to get the hang of how I, I tackle it. Um, but then once they get through it, then the new website that we launched, when did we launch out? A year ago, I think. That's a, a lot of work, ago. the new website, no? Yeah. So we like really break it down um, to make it super straightforward, super simple tabs that like open and close the different recipes. So you don't get overwhelmed. So we really mm. built it in a way that it's like very straightforward. There's a little chat button on the bottom. So you could like oh. always message and it goes right to my inbox. Oh, um, my yeah. People always message and they're like, hi, is this the prep and rally team? Or like one time I told someone it's Dini. Yeah, it was like one woman show. Someone was like, oh, like, is this the prep and rally team? I'm like, no, it's Dini. They're like, this is Dini. They were like shocked and they were like, that's, that's so cute. It was so cute because people think it's like a whole team, but it's not. It's so, so funny. Um, I had on, who was it? I'm pretty sure it was Liz. Um, and Liz. she was saying, someone was asking like, something about having emails and you, you don't necessarily want to be the one answering all the questions all the time because like it could be a little too personal like it you know like with customer service and all of that I think it was maybe like someone who owns like a clothing line asking uh -huh. and Liz is like bro like make a fake website oh, I think it was her I have to check it's so it's your assistant <laughs> that's so okay that's actually hysterical because I did that one time I had somebody that was working for me doing like brand partnerships and then once she left I still had her email and it's annoying to change the email address. It was already working for a while. So I would just pop on there and I would say, my name is Jennifer and I would, you know, but people didn't realize that it wasn't Jennifer, but it seems more legit when like you have someone else reaching out on behalf of totally. your partnership. So like, <laughs> yes, and there ain't no shame in the boundaries game. Oh okay. yeah. Honestly, you just got to make it work. You know, when you got to make it work or you just do it. So I, I am a big, big, big meal prepper, but it's Love funny it. to see when like going back three or four years when I have pictures, like even when we would travel, I would, um, make the most elaborate meal preps Yeah, and I've come a long way in the sense that I fill my cup up intentionally with what I can handle and mm -hmm. don't add on like the drama yeah. of sauteing the apples for overnight oats. I just dump right. them in like right. metaphorically. Good. I love uh, it. But it was important learning curve for me to recognize that I can maintain it in a simpler way. And I mm -hmm. think that that's kind of what you're doing there where you're like, let me take the intimidation out of it yep. because I feel like my, like my photos, my tips no longer, but going back in time, they were somewhat intimidating. It was like, yeah. wow. <laughs> <laughs> in three separate bowls yeah so exactly, exactly. first first you go to saute I, I don't do steps i don't do stages people are like smart, fancy. i don't do fancy i literally cut out all the bs i do as minimal exactly. prep as possible because i want you in and out of the kitchen as quickly and as efficiently as possible that's what it's about it's about efficiency it's about saving a ton of yeah. time you're getting in and you're getting out we even like list all the recipes in order of cooking time so like if we have like sweet potatoes on the recipe on the meal plan they're putting those up first because that's what takes the most amount of time. Maybe it's a spaghetti squash. You put that up first. Usually last is like the dressings or the marinades, things that don't need to cool because then you don't want to have to be waiting for something to cool when everything else is done um, or something's still in the oven and everything else is accomplished already. So it's really like thought out in like a really smart way so that you're... I gotta get... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump back on your train. My house is pretty quiet during the day, but I have somebody who comes and helps me. So it's been amazing because... Oh she does the meal prep for me now. That's so smart. Oh my gosh. So what we've done is I don't meal prep cohesive meals. Yep. I will do three dressings at the beginning of the week, all the fruit and the veggies cut, washed, prepped, and ready to throw in. And then like so a few smart. proteins. So, so yeah, so it's not, I don't necessarily want anybody else making the dinner for me, but it's pretty much what you were saying where it's like, the tofu is ready to go or yeah. the dressing is marinated. Like, exactly. I love it. What would you say your overall style 
your culinary stuff? cooking? I get that a lot. I don't, we do like a lot. We do like Chinese, we do Mexican. We really just get it all. Let me answer for you. Yeah. As I'm asking, I'm like, I I feel like I know. Um, Family friendly. Yeah, family friendly, um, not too many steps, colorful. Yep. and flavor forward so 100 you're 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 you have like your foundational spices that you use or whatever but no you're not going to be finding a lot of heavy gunky ready-made sauces yep. nor are you going to be finding a meal that's completely brown yep exactly so it's really I stand like, for that you totally nailed yeah you nailed it it's like very so well balanced <laughs> yes i love it i can hire you please uh but yeah 100 percent. it's like very just very well balanced family friendly food and it's not going to be your typical like mac and cheese and your typical just chicken nuggets so it's like yeah. slightly elevated from like kid food because we wanted to appeal to adults as well um and at the top of each meal plan we always break down different ways to modify it to make it work for either pickier kids um lighter diet like lower <laughs> carbs so if like there's quinoa in that week's menu we always say you could switch it out for cauliflower rice or maybe you could mm-hmm. use you know whatever it may be so we always give modifications to make it work since there's not like one plan for each yeah. different kind of diet because that's what i think any cooking should be you should be able to open up a cookbook look at a recipe be like oh okay there's fish sauce in that i don't use fish sauce so like next so many people do that, but knowing, oh, okay, actually I could yeah. fish sauce for like a soy sauce, something salty, kind of umami flavor, that like yeah. pungent flavor, just knowing what you could put in there. And that's yeah. the biggest thing that I, that's the biggest accomplishment I think with Pepper Malley is when people say, you've really changed the way I go about my week, you've changed the way look, I cook, the way I think about leftovers, the way I look at food. Well, Adina's um, saying you introduce healthier options to her child and husband. Oh, that's I'm so, so happy. I'm so that's happy to so hear good. that. But you know what, do people, how long does it take you to do each? Because, okay, my question is not how long does it take you to come up with the menu, which I assume does not take long because it's all in here and your autopilot, but the preparation and the setup and the uploading to the website and, and the videoing and the photography, how many hours does that take? Crazy. So when I was pregnant with Solomon, I wanted to figure out as much as I could before giving birth, which actually coincided perfectly with COVID because I was out of commission for a little bit because the kids were all home and like it was chaos. I would do two a week, two full menus a week. So it would essentially be the whole time my kids were in school when they were in school at the time Um, from, I guess they would leave the house at like eight and I would be wrapped up by like three or so. So essentially I would have the menu planned out. I would grocery shop everything I need start that morning, I would bang out all the different recipes that usually took the first like two hours or so to actually like get all the recipes down, cook everything. Um, and then once it all came out, then I would photograph it all. And I do it all on my iPhone, all right next to a window. It seems really legit. I don't have an SLR camera. It's like very, it's just homemade. Um, but I was able to just figure out a system that works. And yeah, and then the hardest part was at night, once I like have all my sloppy notes written down from the day, then at night I would sit down on the couch, usually Michael's watching TV, and I would just be like deep in my computer, typing yeah. everything up, trying to make sense of it all. Um, yeah. And it was easier when we were just doing like on the old website, when it was just like a PDF that you would print out, but on the new right. website, it's very technical. And because the way it's laid out, like really nicely and easily, and you're able to search for everything, it's like so much more detailed um there's like a specific cell for each ingredient so you have to like put each thing in individually and then we also have the alternate serving sizes so you can either do two four or six servings oh my god so, so it, it populates automatically so it pop you have to put in for four servings but then it will populate for the two and the six but only for the sunday prep for the monday through thursday the direction on how to actually assemble those meals Sometimes you have to write, like, if you're doing only for two servings, only use a half of it. Or, like, it's, what's, it your, little... what's, your, what's your sign? Sagittarius. What oh, are you? Nice. I'm a Scorpio. Oh, okay. What do we mean? What does it mean? What are we? Oh, Tell me. I'm so um, bad at it. I, I would have thought, like, you're so, like, hyper-organized and detail-oriented. I would have thought you're, like, a Virgo. Um, you're, you're, like, a born leader. Um, we'll, we'll talk about this after. I don't know if you want to be psychoanalyzed. I like it. um, (laughs) What's um, so funny is because a lot of people think that I'm like hyper-organized. I'm so the opposite. Like my house usually has like, whenever I sit down at night, like I'm just looking around because like I can't sit down in a room that has just like kid toys all over the place. Like I can't sit down and like start working or like veg out for the night. 
and relax until it's like somewhat clear. Do I need it to be like spick and span? No, but like I need things to be like sort of in their yeah. place. Well, you don't feel I, like a lady when you're sitting on a magnetile. Yeah, exactly. Get that magnetile put away, please. You gotta go, bro. I was meditating right. this morning and I Look came at you. Down. You meditate. I love it. I need to start doing that. What do you follow? Oh, do you we do? can talk. Do you want to talk about that? Let's do it. I use Headspace and a little bit I use Balance and I'll tell you why. Headspace is a very course oriented. The like um, the narrators, a little bit their voices are somewhat pretentious. So I have to work through that. I don't like the very I am calming you down voice, if that makes okay. sense. Yeah. I'm like, you don't play me. Don't manipulate me to be calm. I will do that on my own time. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> but um, it's hard work. It's one of the hardest things to take it on. But I would say for the past three years, I do it almost every day. No way. I don't know yeah. how to do it. I, I've like tried before and I just can't shut it off. This morning, I did not, I was not able to shut it off. I'm proud of my effort. Like 100%. not everyone is a good one. It's it not a everyone. Seconds but that's my, that is the meditation talking because before I started this, I need to excel in everything that I do. That's how I'm wired. What do you recommend doing? Um, I how recommend, do you, like, start, how do you start and how do you like shut it off? Like, who do you listen to and what do you do that? Like you could change that because I really, I've tried and I'm like, I'm just thinking about a billion different things. I don't know how you, to just like. So everybody has a different thing that resonates with them in the meditation process. There are a few elements that help you ground yourself in the moment. Mm -hmm. One of them is focusing on the breathing. Right. One of them is doing like a body scan where you're visualizing all the parts of your body and checking in with that. There are a few processes. I would say after doing it five times, figure out which one works for you, like which one you can tap into. And when you're meditating, every time you find yourself a little lost, be like, well, I resonate with the body scan. I'm going to tune into that for the rest of this session. Hmm. Some, like for oh, me, I'm, I'm very grounded by the breathing. So sometimes even though the prompts are telling me to do something else, I will just count my breath. Right, 100%. I almost feel like I'm just so antsy because Solomon's so young. I guess on a day where, like, I have help with him. But if I don't have help with him, my only time to get stuff done is, like, his windows of sleep, which isn't always an exact time. So, like, whenever I schedule calls in those days, which is a disaster, or schedule, like, filming, like, the other day, um, trying to figure out. What if you did it before bed? So that's smarter. That I could possibly do. That's Meaning, idea. just like you said, it has to work for you. Like, okay, the the best habit I've taken on, and anybody who's ever watched a live, I apologize because you hear me say this every time, is going to bed earlier and waking up earlier. Right. And I saw something so smart, and I was almost like had this like internal moment of humiliation, where I talk about it so much because it's really changed my life. But this smart scientist or something was saying like i don't know why we've become this culture that thinks the earlier you wake up like the better you are some people need more sleep I like can't wake up. I just stop and i was like yeah. huh um yeah. but if you have your nightly wine glass of wine habit when you're unwinding maybe that's the perfect time after you have a glass of wine and you're feeling mellow and you're a little bit more uninhibited i see nothing wrong with calling in a favor from a friend a glass of wine to mellow you out first and then it. as you're drinking the wine be like i am mentally preparing myself to slow down this is right, the gift 100%. i'm giving myself yeah and then you do a five minute meditation that's a good idea and i even i have the the mirror the workout mirror which is amazing oh how's that like a whole meditation thing and oh really i've never used it and i should do the meditation i, I do like a bar class on there i love oh, really? it's like amazing classes but they have like a oh. whole meditation which I've never done, but I should probably try it. <laughs> That's well. So are you, are you happy with your job? Do you feel like you're doing what you're supposed to be doing? Oh my God. I'm obsessed with my job and I have so many new projects. I'm so excited to share. I can't share anything yet, but there's like so soon. I'm so excited. Wait, stop. What? Something major? Something major. Lifelong dream of mine. That's very major. Well, the fact that you're reaching your lifelong dream is something to celebrate. 
it's definitely something that's been on the list forever and I'm finally doing it and it's like timing and it's just all worked out. I'm just so... I would love for whoever's listening to just drop an emoji if you can identify your lifelong dream. God, I have such a travel bug and Mike does Me not too. share that same travel bug, which is so Where sad. would you go if you could travel now? I want to go everywhere. I want to go to Thailand so badly. I want to go to Hawaii. It's not that hard from That's LA, it. but like I'm dying to go to Hawaii, but like really do Hawaii. Like, have you ever all been? The island. No. Oh, you have, I yeah. haven't been to so but many. It, would places. you go with your kid? Is this a trip with kids or just with him? I don't think a trip is a trip if it's with kids. It's a family vacation with kids. Correct. But when I say like, no, with, with kids, it's a trip. With your husband, it's a vacation. A vacation. Exactly. You got it. That's it. So yeah, hold on. Honestly, I want to just like. Wait, what? What What'd you say? No, you go. No, 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 Thailand, Hawaii is like on the list, but like, that's not that hard to attain at this point. It's not that far. Listen. I want to go everywhere. I have just traveled. Last summer, I went with my husband. Oh my gosh, was it two summers ago? Huh. <gasps> I went with my husband to Thailand one or two years ago. Oh, it's amazing. <laughs> We got, we planned the most incredible, we got rain. There wasn't a day where we didn't have torrential downpours. Nuh-uh. Did you check but, the weather before you went? What time you of the year? You be quiet. You be quiet. <laughs> Did you do your research? Because that's all I do. Whenever I go on a trip, I research like a crazy person. Like, I what are like you doing? I, and you know what the irony was? Uh, our friends had done a trip and got rained out and th to Thailand. They like a week or so before me, like, oh, that sucks. That won't happen to us. <sighs> But it was still such oh, a good trip, and I'll tell do you the why. whole time. We That's got so our hotel room came. Your hotel room. Our hotel room came with two massage therapists. Ooh. Okay. So you you get what I'm that. That's right now? Fine. That's good. Like you check in. We were getting four, five massages a day. Oh my god, that's brilliant! You were like the loosest, muscly people ever. It was wild because. <gasps> As, as incredible as these day trips are, they're also tiring in their own way. So we literally yeah. just relax. Vegged out. That's so nice. No. Bora Bora is like so on my list. Of course. Bora Bora. Oh my God. I was watching. I'm a little worried though. Like, I don't know if I can be that zen with nothing to do but be zen for so long. Oh my God, with those little like huts on the water. I remember watching, there was a Jada De Laurentiis episode where she goes to Bora Bora and she's just like cooking in Bora Bora. They show her a hut and they bring her like breakfast on like a little boat. Oh my God. That's so cute. And ever since then, I was like, I want to go to Bora Bora. But, but, but okay, you're clearly high energy, mentally and physically. So you, <laughs> let, let's discuss this for a second. You get to Bora Bora, you're finally there, you relax. Day one, right. you sit by the water, you relax. Day right. two, you sit by the water, read Is a book. Is there really nothing else to do? I haven't researched because it was never There's like- There's nothing else to do. I looked into it. <laughs> When we were do when we were gonna do our big trip, we ended up doing Thailand. I looked into this Bora Bora, and I said to Mazin, "I I don't know if I'm down, man. Like, I no way. You really just veg. There's nothing else to do there. Hmm. Water yeah, stuff. I, I can only There's veg water stuff. a day or two. I get very antsy, and then I would end up just like working, and that's not what I want to do. If I'm going away, you need like a good balance of like adventure." Or um, even just like a nightlife where you yeah. can veg during the day and then let's say like either get lit or have good food at night. Get lit. Yeah. I've been on a vacation in so long. It's like so I know. Fun. We're all so thirsty for I it. Know. We've been doing these like Airbnb getaways, which in California oh. is the greatest thing in the world because there's so many great places here. Right. So it's like one time Santa Barbara, one time Big Bear, one time we go to Joshua Tree. Like it's just nice to be able to like and also, I really have a goal. Like, I just want to see a lot of California. Like, we're somewhat new right. here. Like, I really want to get around and see all these different areas. And they're gorgeous Airbnbs. I, like, pride myself on finding the greatest Airbnbs in the world. Really? I, I love finding a great space. Wait, I don't talk know why. to me. Do you, feel, do you feel like an interior, LA native by now? You're an interior designer. Um, no, I don't at all. I still feel new. I feel like I haven't been to like, most of the restaurants here. I feel like... Did you make friends? I still have no idea where I live. Yes, the friends thing happened quickly, thank goodness. Um, oh, that's nice. Yeah, the school that we go to, like, we just, like, had, we, already, like, we knew some friends. We definitely knew some people even before we moved, so that helped. I also have a sister here, which was super helpful. So oh, already, that's like, felt very comfortable. But, yeah, because the school that we go to is, like, very small um, and tight-knit, it made it easy. A lot of young couples as well, so it made it, like, super easy to, like, get to know people and kids yeah. find friends easily, and it was just, it was great. 
if you are a creative, it doesn't really matter what field you're in. You're you creating something. You're putting things yeah. together, whether it's clothing, whether it's Correct. food, whether it's things in the house. To like me, it's, it's all totally the same umbrella. It's same side all the, the same umbrella. Yeah, and I 100%. think that you're that way if you're a practical person. You know, you could be in organizing. You could be in te like tech. Like yeah. if that's your brain, I, I honestly feel like I could have. This is not like a humble brag. That's not where I'm going with this. But I, I feel like I could have done anything because yep. they all filled up this part of my brain. Yeah. And with interior design, um, you know, the eternal image, um, as the eternal image was saying, um, you can understand this, that what people don't realize so much of the interior design is the, the back end side of things and the AutoCAD and the SketchUp, which are all computer generated, which I... I'm so bad at, and to the degree that I even went back to school for an AutoCAD course many years after just to kind of be like, mind over matter, you're a mature individual now, apply yourself, you can do this. I couldn't. And, and technology is always changing, so you have to like, keep up with changing. it. It's always changing. It completely sucked the joy, and nobody wants hand sketch designs anymore. It moves so fast. Right. Um, it's so true. It's so, so true. Yeah, but I totally believe that. It's like I started in fashion, and I always right. loved sewing, but I also grew up doing art and, and Same. painting and sewing Same. and art and dance and everything. It's all yeah. that same Not dance for me, but... <laughs> I'm the worst dancer. Like, don't... Not dance for me. I'm the worst dancer, but I thought I could, but I love the, like, the creativity of it and the expression, and I don't know. I just loved it. Yeah. So... Where am I going with this? So because I'm such also a high energy person, while I was officially not working and, you know, officially settling into that role of stay-at-home mom, I was like, let me start this Instagram account as a way to, and that will always be my why, as a way in my adulthood to feel creative. Because I think creativity is so lost um, as adults because so much of our life runs on practicality. And I think in a lot of ways it keeps us fueled and energized. Um, I think it's vital. So yeah, I started your it, job is the creative field. You know, if your job isn't it. necessarily in the creative field, then it totally gets lost. You don't have time to like just start painting or like exactly. self-expression. But like I, if I was pinned to a wall and told I had to be, what's like an actuary? Yeah. I don't know if to make it. I couldn't make it. Meaning like... I, I always I say I could not do anything else other than what I'm doing. I, I could only be creative. I know what I'm good at. And that's also when I look to, to bring someone on board my team and like to hire somebody or get an intern, yeah. whatever it may be. To outsource. I, it's so important to know what your strengths are and what exactly. you're horrible at and what you yeah. will never be good at. That's not even worth trying. Yeah. Outsource it because of people that that is their thing that they're amazing at. Correct. Well, so even horrible. I was talking to... Um, the interior designer who's helping me with our house. And I was saying, I said, you're at the place in your life where you have delegated all the tedious technical stuff, but you need to want it enough to push through. Cause she's similar to me in that. Like we're both hundred percent, the creative. Yeah. And I said, you need to want it enough to push through those growing pains so that you can establish your brand enough so that you can either, you know, afford, monetarily and afford with enough work to do to delegate that stuff but yeah. i didn't want it enough that the yeah. pulling the tedious practical technology stuff for me in the interior design it made me hate the creative yeah. part because yeah. i'm like i couldn't enjoy the process of pulling you know a house together because i knew what was coming in order to actualize it and right. i just it but, hurt. Then, and it, but that's where the shift comes when you get to that point where you're like burnt out and you're like, I can't do this anymore. This isn't fun for me anymore. I feel like yeah. all my creative, my creativity is being sucked out of me and it's just not enjoyable anymore. And you're not able to perform your best because you're just, you're over it. That's yeah. kind of when that shift comes. And that was sort of when I had the prep, the, the meal, the, the private chefing, which was great, but it was always this kind of means to an end. And like towards the end of it, I was just like so done with it. It was yeah. so labor intensive. It was so exhausting. I was like ready for that next thing. Yeah. And that's when the shift to this digital kind of platform and kind of figuring out what that next step. So maybe it's like, you know, a, an online interior design yeah. service where you're doing things virtually, or maybe it's a Zoom conference that you have yeah. with them, or maybe it's something else in the creative space. But that's well, I think when you shift and like- Correct. Next and I think- I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. And I think that 
for me in this area was that I recognized this was not a career I wanted, but I'm grateful that I have the background and the creativity to be able to do it in my own home. And how, how fun for me, you know, like that's, so what happened was started this Instagram and it turned into something real. And what happened was this year when I decided it's something real that exists in the interwebs. How Did you start we- the Instagram account for the for these conversations for because you also worked at Wisp by a Meat, didn't you? Did you, you no, I'm the editor magazine? of um Do you know Mishbacha magazine? Yes, Mishbacha, that's what it is. Not Wisp. So I'm the editor of their interior design section. Oh cool. Okay, great. So you do some writing. So you're still doing that. So I do that now. We're almost at one year. We just started it. Wow. As well as I'm um, a contributor and a copy editor for their food segment. So oh, I get to, yeah, it's not the worst. Huh. But, um, wow. What, where was I going with this? There was, I had a point. I wasn't just trying to give my, I totally distracted you. <laughs> no, you're good. You're good. That's, I'm good. Um, all that I was getting at was, oh, yes. So this year, what I started to do was every Wednesday, I called it, I, I, I don't do it anymore um, I because I'm burnt out and I fell off the wagon. But um, I called it Future Career Day. And I would use that day to, like, manifest my dream job, which is what – this is what made me think of, which is what you were saying, or what my end game is. Because I started my Instagram to be creative with food. Mm-hmm. But it evolved into lifestyle because I'm not only food. And – I started the interviews because I felt like I'm more than just wellness. I like to connect. So it became this amalgamation of the parts of me that I enjoy. Where was I going to take that? And in the process, this is where I'm getting to. (laughs) In the process, I learned that what I love more than anything is the writing. Mm -hmm. So it, it accompanies all of those foundations. When I talk about wellness, when I have these interviews, it all comes down to putting words together, human connection, and that my end game lies in the writing. And that was an interesting, interesting huh. epiphany. I didn't Meaning expect you want to write a book. I don't know if it's about writing a book. I, I, I'm, I'm too, I hold the dream too vulnerable and close to my heart to probably say it out loud. Um, but like, it was interesting to see where, where, what the underlying joy in all of that was getting to me. Like, what was the commonality? Right. So I love I'm that. happy and for love you that it. that's coming. The what? I'm happy for you that that's coming. Yeah, it's exciting. It's very exciting. Ah, I just want to share it already. I'm like so sick I of know. reading around. I, was like, I can't imagine how I would feel if I was reaching to that, like, I mean, I have a lot. I have a lot of dreams. I definitely have like a lot of. I, I have like a, I would say three overarching goals for my career, okay. and this is one of them, which is cool. So, like when I first started in this business about this was like ten years, I don't even know. Since two thousand ten, yeah, it's been about ten years, which makes me feel like feel so old. Um, I always had these like three main goals, and what's cool is that like I'm finally checking off one of them. I feel like you guys totally know what I'm talking about now. Wait, hold on. <laughs> Let's pivot so that you don't give anything away before you need to. Okay. What do you feel was one of the elements that helped you manifest that goal? Okay. I have to say it was somebody. I'm going to share this all once it's official, but there was somebody that was almost like my mentor throughout was this it whole me? process. It was me. It was you. <laughs> um, but she was literally like the mentor from day one when it didn't work out the first time, when it wasn't the right time, and and just kind of giving me the confidence that it will happen. And this person's like an expert in the field and just giving me that encouragement and also that like that self-worth, knowing that like you're worth more than this offer or you know, stick with it. The time needs to be perfect and it will come. I know it will for you. So just keep at it. I know it's devastating, but it's going to happen for you. I know it will It'll happen in a big way. So just like keep focused. And that's like the hardest thing is like keep doing what you're doing. And like, I've been doing what I'm doing for so long and I'm just ready. Um, but then when it actually happens, now that person was also kind of pivotal in 
making that physical thing happen. It was just, yeah, I'll share it all soon. But. What, what about your work ethic do you feel contributed to you? Reaching this? Um, well, I, I, let's, let's keep it more broad, like continued um, progressing. What, what do you think helped you continue? People ask that all the time. Like, what, what keeps me moving every single day? Like, what keeps me excited and energized and moving forward? Is that kind of question? No, but let's answer that one. Oh, because I get that a lot. People are like, how are you not burnt out? Like, how, what motivates you every single day to wake up and, like, keep going? Or, like, when someone does say no or if it's not working out, like, how do you, like, jump back in and, and still stay focused and not get sidetracked, especially with like kids home and a baby and this and that, like how do you stay so razor focused on your goals and achieving all of that? Um, I don't know what's the answer. I always just say like, I, I so love what I do. I'm like obsessed with my work. And when like little things start to happen, even like just opening up an email and there's like one glimmer of like a potential opportunity. I get excited again and like everything is just like I get re-energized every single time there's like another door that's potentially open or like another partnership maybe or like I don't know I just wow love I just I love feel that. so lucky to be able to do what I do I really love that's inspiring job. it's just so lucky I just I'm so grateful that I get to do what I love it's nice. mm, yeah nice. and it wasn't always like that so it's people like yeah. if people are just starting to follow me now and they'll see I'm doing these great videos or like some of the fun days, even though it's not all glamorous at all. Mm -hmm. um, but they're like, how do I do what you're doing? And I'm like, it, it literally was 10 years. I was literally slumming it back in Manhattan, like running to the grocery stores and tending to these clients. And it was the most stressful, the hardest. And like also juggling two kids, Andy and Julie are 22 months apart. So when they were both babies, they're both home all day long. They want mommy, 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 even though I had a nanny part time, like, they still see me. I'm in the kitchen. I'm cooking. So like, yeah, I know that's to like a Starbucks, like a co-working space. So that was the hardest trying to juggle all that, you know, either I was sometimes in the beginning, I was working at my clients' homes and then I started cooking in my home and delivering, which is what the Dean delivers, um, mm. name. Um, so it was just so hard. And then like just so many times where an opportunity would arise and it was either a no or like things would get to a certain point. And I was super excited about it. And it's like, boom, it's like crushed. And, there have been a lot of opportunities like that. There was like a food network opportunity a while ago and like they were not interested in the kosher thing, but they were like, if you want to drop the kosher thing, we'd love, like we love your personality, like drop the kosher thing and like yeah. we're good. And I'm like, that's who I am. That's what I am. I don't want necessarily a show about kosher food because that's yeah. not what I am, but I have to right. be kosher and like that shouldn't be an issue. Um, so that was heartbreaking to get to that point where it's like the door's open for you. You just got to drop the kosher thing. And I'm like, no, yeah. it's not going to happen. And wow. two months later, it was when Tastemate reached out and I started working yeah. with them. And honestly, it's been amazing working with them. Um, and they're totally accepting of who I am and what I am and what I can or can't That's do, huge. what I do or don't want to do. Wow. So there was yeah. um, a, like a, this was a one-off, but I'm trying to change the details a little bit um, because it doesn't only involve me, but there was an opportunity to be on a Chrissy Teigen, um, I think the episode was focused on diversity in food culture. So it was highlighting the Jewish element, but it was being filmed on a Saturday and mm -hmm. they wouldn't change it. And it was so crazy because it's like, you're, you're you know there. I mean? here we go let's do yeah. it and then yeah boom, like so fast yeah. it's a no exactly but um <sighs> it ends up coming back I, I mean it I don't think not staying true to who you are is ever the option so what do you think what tips do you have for someone who wants to get into media um or you know anything like that um just start um Honestly, like what I've always been told is to keep doing what you're doing. And that's like the most annoying thing to hear because it's like, I'm doing it and I've been doing it. And it's like, when is it going to happen? Um, but it's finally starting to kind of happen. Um, but you're never going to get there if you don't just start. So like, if you were thinking about this Instagram account that you really want to start and I really want to inspire people and I really want to do these lives and da, 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 just do it. 
even if you look like an idiot the first time, or even if you have zero following in the beginning, or if you want to do videos, I felt so stupid doing videos in the beginning. I still have like the very first videos in our New York City apartment. My oh, wow. voice sounded like so different. I had like zero confidence. Like it's so funny watching it because I sound nice. like a different person. Like I really sound like a totally different person. Um, but I just needed to start to start getting comfortable on camera to start talking about food to start familiarizing myself with the space, um, watching yeah. other people's videos and just like dive into it if it's something that you really want. Yeah. Um, but you have to really want it. Like if it's not in you and if you're not yeah. fully in love with it and if you don't really want that end yeah. goal, like then it's not totally worth it unless you're going to just totally. really dive in, you know? You, well, that know. was so, that was where my learning curve was with interior design. It wasn't that I did, I couldn't do it. It's that it showed me that I didn't want to do it. Yeah. 100%. And that's what happened with fashion. I went to FIT. I thought I wanted fashion design. I put on this whole fashion show in high school. I was so into it. And at the end of it all, I wanted, I couldn't look at my sewing machine. I was so burnt out. I couldn't yeah. even deal. Um, and that was invaluable. Like the fact that it showed me that exactly. like, you don't want to do this for the rest of your life. So quickly pivot, change, figure out what you do want to do. Um, and Thankfully, I was able to to figure that out pretty quickly. Yeah. I've been so consistent from then on. It's not always that easy. Sometimes you're changing your career paths a hundred different times. Yeah. Um, thankfully, it happened pretty quickly for me. Um, but but yeah, you just gotta stay focused. And I remember hearing, I think it was on Shark Tank. One of the I think one of the sharks said that you just you have to like stay super razor focused on your ultimate end goal, but be super flexible about the way you get there because things are gonna mm -hmm. change. This isn't going to work. Things are going to pivot. You know, you're going to have to change. Let's say you're coming up with a product and you think the product is great. If no one's buying it, it's not that great. So you maybe have to tweak it slightly. Maybe you have to appeal to different yeah. people. You have to pivot. How are you marketing? And yeah. you market it a little bit different. But the end goal is to sell your product because the product yeah. is great. Obviously, if your product is crap, let it go. You know, you have to at some point yeah. realize if you try all those things, that's not working. I definitely struggle with the like diversity in my niche mm -hmm. in, 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 in me, meaning I'm, I'm equally passionate about so many things, equally mm -hmm. passionate. And I was talking with someone who has many cookbooks published and we were talking about the potential of me putting one out. And I said, you, that's exciting. Whatever. Oh my God. Stop. Stop it. What kind of food? Well, my like cooking, ethos is color um and unfussy cooking so how like beautiful the natural flavors in food are without officially marketing it as like a wellness or healthy cookbook because i'm okay making a totally unhealthy cookie once in a while but it's like it when you look at my page it's very clear it's just about color and simple preparation of delicious flavors yeah I love that. Which is That's not exciting. really so different from Wait, so is this going to happen? So we were having this conversation. Um, I think eventually it will. Um, this was about doing it for this year. My passion is in the writing and it's in the connection as well as the food, as well as the fitness. Right. And they all are fighting for, for first place. They all yeah. mean so much. Right. So... Well, you could write a book with all of that. You got lots of anecdotes and stories in it, fitness. It could be all of it. Do you so, know Lana Molstein, the 2B Mindset? Do you know her? Yeah. So her book, I think Drop It, it's called. Drop, you can drop it or something. So she also, she has recipes within that book. There's a bunch of lifestyle stuff in there. She kind of has like a lot in there. Yeah. Shout out to Lana. I love her. She's a good friend. Oh. Um, oh, but yeah, but you could totally write a book that kind of has all that. It doesn't look like a well, I guess. I'll tell you the problem with the Jewish niche, which... I feel like a lot of my followers are, they need something that will sell a lifestyle coffee table kind of combination will date itself. Mm -hmm. So if they're, you know, let's say left with a few hundred or a few thousand coffees in two years. And it's part of that is let's say my table styling and that has dated itself. Um, right. They're not aligning themselves, meaning, I guess all I'm trying to say is that every industry will pose its challenges and it's very, you have to be very clear on what, what you want. I totally get that. And you also have to have your point of view and know exactly who you are and what you are and what you bring to the table. And that was what I learned very early on. I was like, okay, why you? 
What's your point of view? What makes you different? Why are you so great? Why does the world need to hear from you? What do you have to offer? Well, what makes you so great? What are you bringing to the table that I great don't question. already have on my feed? Right. Great question. So that's, that's something that when I attempted this a long time ago, I didn't fully have a full focus of what that was exactly. I didn't have kids at the time. And it was a sold Dini delivers, not prep and rally. I didn't really know what I was at the time. And now it's like, it's so together. I know what I am. I'm the meal prep mom. Like I meal prep for the week. I save time, money, sanity. I get through the week easily. I'm able to be in all these different areas and work yeah. and do this and that because I have this order and the prep and rally mindset could really, you could use it in so many different ways. Like it doesn't have to just apply to food. It applies to yeah. anything. There's like getting it together, getting a little bit organized so that the rest of your life is so much more meaningful and enjoyable. So instead of being frazzled, trying to cook dinner, you can actually be present and be with your kids eating dinner. Um, you know, not having to run to the grocery store 500 times a week, not being so stressed out. Like it's just a different way of living. And once you actually experience it for the week, it's like, whoa, this mm. is life. And it's, mm. I'm so it's tricked such on. a nice feeling. You know, so. I, something's just occurring to me, just circling back to what we were saying about meditation. Meditation does not have to be conventional meditation, eyes closed, focusing on breathing. Like when you said sitting and being present with my family, you can choose to make that your meditation. And yeah. I think what the definition of something like meditation has to be being fully present, awake and alive in that moment. Yeah, and I love that. sometimes that's meditation through movement, right. having a really good workout where your brain is focused, your body feels alive, every rep matters. And sometimes it's being in the moment and saying, I am here. I feel the chair supporting me. I taste right. the food in my mouth. I am enjoying the sound of my children. I am in this moment. I have meditated. It doesn't need that. to be because conventional. I feel like it's so rare that you get those moments that I feel like when I am meditating, it's taking away from the time that I could be in that moment. That's the best. I definitely had a list of questions for you. We didn't get to any of them, which is usually yeah. a really good we sign. Do this again. It's a really it's good so sign. Fun. I loved having you on. It's so um, nice. I'm happy we were able to make it happen. Thank God Solomon went to bed. I'm so happy for you uh, and for me. Uh, the best. And that's all for today, you guys. Thanks for tuning in. Listen, if you've enjoyed this episode, I would love if you subscribed. And if you're really next level vibing, leave me a positive review so we can keep the circle of positivity going. Of course, you can find our guest's information in the show notes and find more of me on my Instagram and website at Rifki Rabinowitz and RifkiRabinowitz.com. Have a good one, okay? Stay cool.